Well, I encourage you to take your Bibles and to turn with me to John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. If you have not gotten it yet from the prayers alone, we're talking about the, the passage where Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And spoiler alert, uh, it's, it's going to be about being connected to Christ. Uh, and as we go into this, I want us to frame our entire understanding of where we are at in the book of John, because we're not just in any old section. This is the part of the farewell discourse of Christ. So Jesus is beginning to leave. He's beginning to prepare his disciples with the last bit before he is taken away and crucified. And so he's telling them this information as he prepares himself to leave, which is very important with the message that he tells them. And so if you are able, I ask that you please stand today for the reading of God's word in John 15 verses 1 through 8. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the word of the Lord, and together we say, thanks be to God. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, as we dig into your word today, we pray that you might speak to us. Lord Jesus, help us to understand what you are telling your disciples and what you are telling us now as you call us to abide. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you may come and dwell with us, open our ears and our hearts and our minds, that we may be challenged to grow. We pray all this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Laura, you like gardening. You like plants. How important is the, the, the roots and the vines to a plant? It, it's, it's, yeah, right? It's kind of important. You, you just planted some apple trees. Do you think if you would cut off a branch and throw it in the yard that you're going to get some apples from that tree? Well, from the branch that you cut, yeah, it, it doesn't work like that. I mean, as, as cool as that would be, there's not a lot of plants that you can just kind of go snip and throw it off and it begins to repopulate. There's a few, there's a few, but for most trees, especially uh, plants that bear fruit, you can't just snip off a section of it, throw it on the ground and say, hey, look, it's going to bear fruit. You need to be connected. 
You need to stay a part of the plant as a whole. And so here we have Christ. He's, like I said, getting ready to leave the world. He knows that crucifixion is coming. He knows that he's going to be departing after some time. And so he's trying to prepare his disciples so that they realize what they need to do. And so he says, I am the vine. You are the branch. Don't disconnect yourself from me. Now that message, that's an important message for us to understand today. To not disconnect ourselves from Christ. And yet the temptation that has been, that we continue to see, that we can see if we were to look out into this world, is that there are some Christians who try to disconnect themselves from Christ and yet still remain Christian. They want the kingdom without the king. They want everything that comes from following Christ without actually having to do the work of following Christ. And that's a huge problem for us because we cannot have the kingdom without the king. It does not work like that. The kingdom itself, if we were to just look at what Christ was trying to set up as he was teaching the disciples, as he was saying, this is what my kingdom will be like, all that it looks like without Christ in the picture, is a really good society. It's the utopian society, right? It's what all the people dream of, where everyone gets along. We sing kumbaya around the fire, and we don't need police officers because there's no one that's bad. and We don't have to worry about weapons and violence and, and killing because no one wants to. That's, that's what this is painted of with God's kingdom, that everything's going to be good. We, we know about that because he says, the child will be able to play at the den of the adder, and they won't get bit. The, the lion will lie down with the lamb, and, and they'll be at peace. It's, it's a utopian society. But if we strip Christ from that, all it is is this idea of what could be, and it will never come to pass. Look what Christ said specifically. Now I have to find it again. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. If we try to build God's kingdom but reject Christ, who is the king, we will fail. We have seen this time and time again with the different cultural movements. The idea of social justice without Christ as the head is just a bunch of people trying to fight against bad things in this world. The idea of Christian nationalism is only trying to establish an earthly kingdom in the name of Christ without letting Christ be the king of the kingdom that he was trying to bring. We have to let Christ bring the kingdom, and all we do is stay connected to it. Of course, it brings us to this problem because Christ says countless times, 
And as I thought about it more and more, we sang abide in me or abide with me at the wrong Sunday because we sang it last Sunday. We should have sang it this Sunday or we should have just repeated it because Christ says countless times, abide in me, abide in me. And yet he knows he's getting ready to leave. This is a problem because how do we abide with someone if they're getting ready to leave? And he says to his disciples, you can't come with me. For where I'm going, you can't come yet. But abide with me. Do we know what abide means? It means to rest, to stay with, to follow, to linger in. Christ is saying, you stay with me. You stay right here by my side, but I'm leaving you. <laughs> so it creates this, this problem of, how do we abide in Christ? How do we abide in the branch when he has left us? We do not have Christ here presently, physically with us anymore. So how then do we stay connected? We abide within the character of Christ. This is what we must learn as a church as we grow and we are transformed is to embrace this character of Christ. As we think about the resurrection and we think about living in light of the cross and the empty tomb, we have this, this paradigm where our lives have to be different. Our lives have to be changed. Because if for some reason we can go on living after the resurrection, the same way we lived before the resurrection, we have a big problem. Because someone who died and came back to life is a big deal. And it kind of changes everything we know and understand about life in general. And so for us to figure out what it means to live in this resurrection time, it comes down to how we embrace the character of Christ. I think about this a lot with, my, with what I went through with my grandfather. We were named the same. I was named after him. And uh, that was always something that was, I always considered special, even though his nickname and what most people knew him by was Sam. Um, his real name was Benjamin. And, and when he passed... Before the, the coroners took him away, um, I said, I'm, it's time for me to pick up the name, to pick up the character that he left, the example that he gave to all of us. And I think about that in relation to this passage where Christ is trying to talk to his disciples and say, look, I'm leaving, but I want you to abide in me. I'm going to give you all of who I am. Start to embrace what that means, what that looks like, so that when you come to situations, you don't act like how you used to act. You don't say things the way that you used to say things. But instead, you embrace my character, who I am. You take on my name and you act as I would act. 
the branch can't do anything apart from the vine. If the vine goes over here, the branch can't go over here. They are connected. So if we want to be a part of Christ, if we want to be a part of his kingdom, we have no option but to go where Christ goes. To live as Christ lives. That means when when Christ commands us to love our neighbors, to care for one another, if we choose not to do that, we have a huge problem because we're not living within the branch. This is what Amy read in 1 John amidst all the I love, you know, love this, love that, love, 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 love. I, I appreciate John, but man, find a different word. But he says at the very end, Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. That's hard. If I can't love you, if I can't love you, and remember, love is not just me saying, oh, I love you. It's me tangibly, physically doing things for you, sacrificing of myself. If I can't do that for you, whom I can see, how can I say I love God, whom I've never seen? We can't put this into practice, so how can we put that into practice? That's what embracing the character of Christ looks like. That's what abiding in him feels like when we begin to take these things and we change who we are in light of it. I can't, I can't stress enough this idea that as we read about, because after this Easter season, we're going to be getting into what is often called the ordinary time. And it's all focused on the life of the church. If you remember back last year, it was when we went through the book of Matthew and we were in Matthew for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And the purpose of that was to help us understand what the church is supposed to function like. As we prepare ourselves to enter back into that season of ordinary time, where we look at the function of the church, we're going to be looking at these characteristics of Christ. We're going to be challenging ourselves yet again to abide in the presence of Christ by living out the word of God that we've been given to find out what it means to be attached to the vine with our hands and our feet, with, with practical lessons. This world doesn't need more preaching. This world doesn't need more songs. It needs people who are willing to tangibly work together to live as Christ lived. Wherever Christ went, wherever he entered, people were changed. And we see some of his disciples take on that same habit when we read about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. 
He was so in tune with, with the Holy Spirit. He was, he was so willing to serve in any way, shape, or form that he was able to be guided to this random chariot to speak and to educate and change this man's life forever. Church history then claims that this Ethiopian eunuch who went back started planting churches all across Africa because of what Philip did. We can't disconnect ourselves from Christ. When we walk out these doors, when we begin our weeks on Mondays, enter our jobs, enter our homes, Christ doesn't stop being king, and, and we don't stop being part of his kingdom. We can't just say, because we are not here, because we are not surrounded by one another, that somehow we stop existing with the vine. Every day, every hour, when we are with our spouses, when we are with our children, when we are alone in our cars, when we are at work, when we're at the grocery store, wherever we may be, we need to remember that we stand as a witness. We need to be connected to Christ. Because apart from that vine, we can do nothing. I don't like doing nothing. My wife can testify, I don't like doing nothing. It drives me nuts. And I don't want to live a life full of nothing. And I don't want to see people squander their lives for nothing. So as we think about our weeks and we think about what we are going into, some of us are entering into difficult situations. Some of us are entering into areas where we've been in what feels like spiritual war for, for years. Whether it's differences that we have with our spouses or whether it's differences we have with coworkers. And so today, as we gather around the Lord's table, as we get ready to remember the sacrifice made, may we cry out to God, saying, help us be connected to you, O Lord. Help us be a part of the vine. Help us to stay with you and teach us what it means to abide in you, even when you are not here present among us. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who have, who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us prepare our hearts to be a sanctuary for God. Uh, abiding God 
You planted the vineyard of creation and called your chosen people to be your vine, rooted and grounded in you. In Jesus, you gave us the true vine, turning earth into grapes and the water of life into the wine of eternal life. Through your Son, you abide in us, and in the power of your Holy Spirit, you shape the branches of the vine to make fruit that will last. Your Son was crucified on the vine of our sin, that the blood of his sacrifice might be the wine through which we may never be thirsty again. In this meal of creation, of resurrection, and of everlasting life, you pour out the cup of your abundance to give us eternal joy in you. So as, as we gladly thank you with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, singing the hymn of your unending praise, say it with me. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Transforming God, your son took the ordinary substance of human flesh and bone. And on his last night with his friends, he took the ordinary materials of bread and wine. Come among us now and make the ordinariness of our lives glow with the wonder of your eternal life. Take these gifts of bread and wine and make them to be for us the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Who at supper with his disciples took bread and gave you thanks. And, get, and he broke the bread and he gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup. And again, he gave you thanks and gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for the many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Companionable God, you turn word into flesh and your perfect love casts out fear. You show us a way to love you by giving us brothers and sisters to love as we love you. Abide with all whose lives are far from fruitful. Remain with those who have experienced pruning Dwell with any who feel like branches that have been discarded. Untie your, or unite your holy church 
living and departed as branches of your one vine. And through being rooted and grounded in you, make us fruitful in body, mind, and spirits until we stand before you with your whole creation. And you are all in all, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. For we all partake the one loaf. And the bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. And so let us receive together as we are ready to come forward and take of the elements. Thank you. 
eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Join with me as we sing the power of your love.
touch on, although I consider it extra credit. Jesus talks about being pruned so that we might bear more fruit. I don't know if you've ever passed an orchard or a vine grove when they've pruned them, but those plants look real ugly when they're getting pruned. They look all kind of scrappy, but boy, do they reap a harvest. Spend this week praying to God to prune your life. No matter how ugly it might make you feel, no matter how bare it might make you feel, having those branches snipped and tucked and cut away, because we know that that process, however painful it is, is going to bring about a harvest far greater. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, please help us this, in this time. Help us not to try to have a kingdom outside of the King, Lord. May we instead embrace your kingdom because of the King. May we come and bow at the king's feet and allow Christ Jesus to be Lord of our lives and to remain in him. Teach us what it means to abide in you, O oh God. Teach us how to love in a way that reflects your own character. Help us when you prune us. Help us when we feel like we're not bearing any fruit. Work in our lives, Lord, and help us to come together as the body of Christ, remaining in you to be fed and nurtured all along the way. Go now and love one another because love is from God. Proclaim God's salvation to every generation. Remain in Jesus Christ and like branches of a vine, draw your life from him. And may God, the vine grower, tend you and make you fruitful. May Christ Jesus abide in you and give you life. And may the Holy Spirit cast out all fear and fill you with God's love. And so we go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
go in the grace of God. God bless you.